This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Oracle stock plunged 14% on a recent earnings miss. Oracle may look like it's on sale, but is ORCL stock a potential buy now? We're using the Select 6 analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics. Then we're estimating Oracle's fair value. You're going to want to stay till the end when we give our final rating. Along the way, there's going to be a key bonus metric that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Oracle for your stock portfolio. This analysis is intense but worth it. Before we get into these valuable metrics, how was Oracle performed? Right now, Oracle stock trades for $109.03 per share. Year to date, they're up 30%. Even with their big recent declines, Oracle's beating the market. Right now, Oracle pays a 1.32% dividend yield. This makes their lead over the S&P 500 even bigger. In the last 10 years, Oracle's also beating the market. Their stock is compounding at 13.5% annually. Going back before the global financial crisis, in the last 18.5 years, Oracle's also beating the market. Their stock's compounding at 12.5% annually. Their average dividend yield over this time is also added to these gains. Right now, Oracle trades $19 below its 52-week high. The company was up nearly double from its 52-week low. Now they're just under that. There's a small amount of short interest with 0.6% of their shares sold short. Oracle is a huge company. They have a nearly $300 billion market cap. They're one of the biggest businesses in the world. But the burning questions are, how has Oracle beat the market and what does the future look like for this business? Oracle provides database technology and enterprise resource planning or ERP software to enterprises around the world. Founded in 1977, Oracle pioneered the first commercial SQL-based relational database management system. Today, Oracle has 430,000 customers in 175 countries, supported by its base of 136,000 employees. The company used to be based in California, but shifted its headquarters to Austin, Texas. Now let's dive deep into their numbers. Metric number one, we want their average return on capital to be above 14%. The average business earns 7% returns on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock's likely to return what its underlying business returns. These are captured by return on capital. Oracle's return on capital has fluctuated a bit. For the most part, it's been in the mid-teens. On average, Oracle earns 16.9% returns on capital in a given year. That's a few percentage points above the benchmark we're looking for, meaning this is a check on metric number one. This is a strong way to start. Metric number two, we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. These all need to be up for this to be a check. We'll also include their numbers up until today, which don't get shown on this chart. In this time, Oracle's grown their revenues by 29%. However, the company's net incomes or their earnings are down by 15%. Oracle's free cash flows have also declined by 27%. This means the company's margins are down. Not exactly what we want to see here. This is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we want to see earnings per share growth. This looks at Oracle from the view of an individual shareholder. We learned in our last metric, Oracle's net incomes or their earnings have declined by 15%. But there's some serious silver lining that just might surprise you. 
In the last five years alone, when we include today's numbers, Oracle's bought back 25% of their shares outstanding. They've repurchased a fourth of their business, which significantly increases the ownership percentage for existing shareholders without shareholders having to spend a dime. This is potentially great as a long-term shareholder in the business. It's worth digging in to see what valuations these buybacks were made at, as that can tell us if value is created or destroyed. We're using two different methods later in the analysis to estimate their fair value, so you won't want to miss those. With their share buybacks beating their decline in their earnings, this is a check on metric number three. Oracle's grown their earnings per share. Metric number four, we want to see free cash flow per share growth. While this is going to be very close, in their last 12 months, Oracle earned $3.49 worth of free cash flow. In 2019, they earned $3.55. Their free cash flows were down by 27%, which is just barely below their 25% share buybacks. This is an X on metric number four. To recap so far, through four metrics, Oracle is split evenly. They have two checks and two Xs. How will they perform in the second half of our analysis? In recessions, it's businesses with a lot of debt that can have the biggest losses and even go bankrupt. Metric number five, we want Oracle's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Oracle's increased their net debt a lot in the last couple of years. A major part of this centered on acquisitions for the business. The biggest in this time was the acquisition of Cerner, a health information technology company, which was acquired for $28.3 billion in cash and was completed in June of 2022. Oracle ended their last fiscal year with $85 billion in net debt. Since then, they've been paying this down. Right now, they have around $77 billion in net debt. In the last five years, when we add up their free cash flows, Oracle's produced $51.5 billion worth of free cash flow. That's not enough to support their current net debt position. A lot of that has to do with Oracle's recent M&A activity. Even still, we'd prefer their debt loads would be lower. This is an X on metric number five. Pay attention to see if Oracle keeps reducing their net debt. Before we get to our long-awaited valuations, it's time to cover our bonus. We want Oracle's dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. Oracle right now pays a 1.32% dividend yield. They've grown their dividend payouts every year for the last eight years. In the last five years, Oracle supported their dividend growth using their free cash flows. That's also the case today. It's exactly what we're looking for. This is a check on our bonus. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Oracle's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Oracle. Since plunging from close to their all-time highs, right now Oracle has a $376 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their net debt position and their market cap. It gives a view of Oracle similar to it being a private business. In the last five years, we learned Oracle produced $51.5 billion of free cash flow. This means they produced $10.3 billion of free cash flow in an average year. When that's divided by their $376 billion enterprise value, we get a 2.7% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Oracle produced $9.5 billion of free cash flow. When that's divided by their enterprise value, it gives a 2.5% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. These both come in below the yield from the 10-year treasury. It's down from our risk premium. This is an X on metric number six. 
Don't just throw Oracle out, we still need to estimate their fair value per share and give our rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Oracle. This takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF valuation is like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're taking Oracle's current free cash flows and using historical assumptions to grow these into the future, assuming they grow their free cash flows at 10% annually in the next 10 years. Then in the following decade, assuming this is cut in half and they only grow at 5% annually, it's up to you to figure out if this is accurate or not for Oracle. We won't add in their tangible book value, which is skewed both by their very high debt loads in recent years, and more importantly, how the accounting is done for their huge share buybacks. This potentially lowers their fair value. It's something you'd want to account for on your own. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett wants from his investments, if Oracle's multiples are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of their fair value per share is around $40. Their current stock price would be cut in half. That fair value is around $20 below their 52-week low. Keep some key points in mind. Not adding in their book value skews this. More importantly, there have been major developments in Oracle's financing that can also lower this fair value compared to their stock price. Oracle has bought back a huge number of shares. They've also pumped themselves full of debt, having the most amount of leverage in their history. Oracle's stock price has also benefited from multiple expansion. They're trading at the high end of their historic multiples, something that's more likely to revert to the mean than it is to continue increasing going forward over the long term. This discount rate is an estimate of total returns to shareholders based on their free cash flows. It includes both their dividend yield and any potential gains in their stock. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll talk about our rating, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors for Oracle's business may be even more important. Why don't we find out what these are? Let's look at the factors supporting a long thesis. Number one, Oracle's stake in TikTok Global and cloud services to TikTok's US operations should add a significant boost to Oracle's top line and attract more general use cloud customers. Number two, Oracle's autonomous database and infrastructure as a service was built with ease of use in mind, which could bring a significant base of first-time Oracle users to the company, strengthening top-line results. Number three, Oracle's relational database should be able to post strong growth as customers continue to depend on its quality features, such as data partitioning, which brings incomparable load balancing efficiency. But it wouldn't be fair if we didn't cover the negatives of their business as well. Let's look at the factors supporting a short thesis. Number one, Oracle could suffer below average growth as customers are prompted to change databases and software providers in their transition to the cloud. Number two, Oracle's cloud business could struggle to win business as alternative software as a service and database systems leave little incentive to select Oracle infrastructure as a service. Number three, the pandemic could accelerate Oracle's customers' digital transformation efforts, thus causing Oracle to lose customers at a faster pace than expected. That's a balanced perspective of some of Oracle's qualitative factors. Now it's time for our rating. Oracle Corporation, stock ticker ORCL, checks the box on two of our six metrics and checks the box on our bonus. They earn above average returns coming in just under 17%. They've grown their revenues, yet their net incomes and free cash flows are down. On a per share basis, it's not as bad, with Oracle buying back a huge 25% of their business. 
They've been one of the top share repurchasers over this time. They've also made some pretty big acquisitions, including buying Cerner, which was completed in 2022. With those acquisitions, Oracle's taken on a lot of debt. That's something to pay special attention to, yet they've still managed to produce enough free cash flow to support their dividend. Keep in mind this isn't financial advice. Right now, Oracle's free cash flow to enterprise value yields don't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. When we performed our discounted cash flow evaluation, if you keep what we noted in mind and you want a 15% rate of return, an estimate of Oracle's fair value looks to be around $40 per share. They last traded at those levels in January of 2017. You'd need to be patient. When we combine all the factors of our analysis, Oracle looks like a moderate candidate for more research. Dig into the company if you're interested. If you enjoyed today's video, subscribe to the channel for more.